this flyover clip. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see why he would be completely freaked oh, out. Oh, look at um, it. you got an image over here now. You yeah. can tell he's ticked off. <laughs> You're going to rain hellfire on you, Joe. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I did, uh, you know, I, I, this is a family show, so I won't say, uh, I won't repeat my alternate title for 12 Rules for Life, but I'll, I'll give him this. That opening chapter on the uh, lobsters, the, uh-huh. the biological mm-hmm. hierarchy in lobsters and its relationship to us, Maybe not an original observation, but very well written. Mm. And uh, I think that he's a pretty amazing thinker, you know, yeah. uh, uh, in regard to mythology. So good things to say about Jordan Peterson. A great man, a great, great mind. But that, that, that astounding gap, though, I mean, can I answer the question, though? Forget the personalities yes, okay. involved, yes. but, 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 but answer the question of does, does something that's so far beyond your capability that would have taken him the yeah. rest of his lifetime to create being done in two minutes. Does that, does that signify artificial intelligence or is that just means increased com- computing capability? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both, uh, mostly in the case of GPT, the latter, but you know, the example he used, uh, if I recall correctly, is to uh, compare the ethics in the Sermon on the Mount with the Tao Te Ching, uh, mm. Lao Tzu's Tao Te Ching. Which uh, is something, I mean, you know, for me, that was really a turning point in my life in my 20s, uh, very early 20s, uh, doing exactly that. And I think that that has been for many people uh, going along the way. And uh, for him to have said that, I'd have to see the essay. I don't know. Uh, I would imagine that it was probably pretty stiff. Uh, but I, I'm sure he was very impressed. I think it, it you know, actually brings up a couple of things. One, the technical capabilities. So definitely five years ago would have been impossible. Mm-hmm. No computer, certainly 10 years ago, would have been impossible. You would not be able to ask a computer to compare the Sermon on the Mount with the Tao Te Ching and it come back with anything sensible. Uh, it, it, it's just it, it, it's a really amazing mm-hmm. increase in the technical capabilities. But then you have this other layer, uh, the, the layer of the human response to it in this case, Jordan Peterson, and it freaks him out, Mm -hmm. right? He recognizes something insightful in Mm -hmm. the analysis, and and I don't deny that. Um, You you do get that out of these systems, at least when they're operating at their peak. And so the question that it really raises is what are we going to be good for if these machines get better and better Uh, That's actually what I was going to ask. So my question is it's obvious that you're going to get rid of jobs, Yes. You know, obviously, you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. But so that's a, a, a problem. But what are some things that maybe we haven't thought about that is really a problem, an underlining thing with what we just saw there with Jordan Peterson? Uh, I think for me, what really disgusted me about that whole talk that he gave was that he just had the sense of kind of giving up. Mm. Uh, you know, it wasn't there was no fight in him. And there wasn't, at least for my taste, enough. um skepticism of the value of the entire process. He did highlight the horror of having a machine that uh, compares to or even excels beyond human uh, human capabilities. But, you know, Jordan Peterson swings on Musk's jock in a way that just makes me want to slap the man. <laughs> and um, that's exactly what he immediately went to. Like, oh, Elon Musk, he's uh, actually wanting to make a Neuralink that, you know, and, and, and AIs that would be, a, you know, smaller AIs that would be able to, you know, you, you would turn to to protect you in this new world. Anyway, uh, God, I can't stand it. It's especially not. <laughs> now Dude, now this, scary, new, yeah. this new post-Xanax Daily Wire 
Jordan Peterson. I just, I, I but but anyway. you, it creates uh, that vibe of like you're a horse looking the invention of a tractor. Yes. You know, it creates that kind of it uh, does, for of, sure. a, of this gap in capability. Anything creative. I mean, any kind of like book writing or songwriting or any kind of art. art. Yeah, a, yeah. Paint, I mean, a painter. They're done. Yes. I mean, um, and uh, I think with uh, visual arts especially, look, uh, you know, this oftentimes brought up. Uh, I was speaking to a gentleman just the other day in Nashville, actually. Very brilliant man, uh, a programmer himself. And he was falling on the same. It's a, it's a very common argument, but this is basically these are just uh, plagiarism. It's just plagiarism software. Uh, okay. But uh, all artists have influence. All writers have sure. influence. Mm-hmm. And if you were really nitpicking, you could, you could find in, 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 an AI could find an artist's influence <laughs> yeah. quite easily. But there's a True. big difference between Ice Ice Baby and Under Pressure. Yes, you know, there is. I and, mean, yeah. and and you know, yeah. um, regardless the of Moonlight what the, the, Sonata, right? Like, <laughs> any, I, I I think the, the subtlety and the complexity is is something. It's a kind of a metric that you can turn to. But uh, the real question is: so will a program like Dolly or a program like Midjourney be able to put out a, a business 99 percent of all graphic artists because. Most graphic artists, as original as they are, are not that original and they're not that genius. They're just kind of making, they're putting something together for a commercial product. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I think we're already beyond that threshold. I think um, it's possible that graphic artists will find innovative ways to use it so that they remain relevant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But certainly all the effort that went into it, that's mm-hmm. all gone. So so to get to this point, there's like, there's like three, there's like three categories here. There's There's one of... Human acceptance, you know, that changed, say, maybe since 9-11. You mentioned that. That shifted a lot of things. I know in our yeah. generation, there was these – there was a, a meme on Facebook recently that showed a cartoon, but it showed like 20 years ago. It was like, hey, careful what you're saying on the phone. It could be wiretapped. Yeah. And then today you're like, hey, wiretap. What's the weather going to be like tomorrow? <laughs> <You> <laughs> yes. know? And so yes, there's, yes. There's, there's an acceptance of this interaction yeah. with technology and, and a dismissiveness of our individual rights. Uh, the other category would be – the amount of memory available in the world, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, iPhones now have a terabyte, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, that kind of stuff um, where that probably didn't even exist on the whole planet all put yeah. together not very long ago. So the amount of, of, of memory and data and then the number of interfaces into our world mm-hmm. to allow the interactions for the devices to learn, you know, more. So we're more accepting. All stemmed in convenience. Yeah. Yes. So those mm-hmm. three things seem to be all be working in concert mm-hmm. together to really accelerate what we're experiencing. Yeah, and uh, the argument you hear over and over and over again about the uh, rationale for early adoption and uh, kind of un- unbridled adoption and deployment is based on competition, uh, economic mm-hmm. competition uh, in particular, but also military competition, uh, even personal status competition, mm-hmm. uh, something that uh, I, I try to point out, and I've been pointing out a, a quite a bit in these lectures, um, that... Think about the automobile and the status that it carries. So if I drive up in a clunker uh, versus I drive up in a hot rod, uh, it's people, unless you are really in tune with the person, people are going to immediately judge that person based on the technology that they're Mm -hmm. deploying, that they have at their disposal. Same thing if I pull out a clunky old flip phone. Uh, or I don't have a phone, mm-hmm. and um, and you have an iPhone 14. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, look at this guy. Yep. Um, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and I think that that's also, so you've got status, you've got military competition, but really the big thing is economic competition. How are you going to keep up, to stick with graphic arts, 
Uh, how are you going to keep up if your graphic arts uh, company, if your graphic design company is uh, producing an image, you know, one artist can produce an image over the course of like four or five hours mm-hmm. and, and he's going to burn out before too long uh, in the day. Whereas you've got Dali or, or Mid Journey. Now all you need is a prompt engineer. Prompt engineer doesn't need to have much talent, maybe a bit of vision, an aesthetic sense. Just ask it to make it. And do it in the style of this. Do it in the style of that. Um, mm-hmm. you, eventually, you know, you end up with the uh, Ouroboros dilemma, you know, where the snake eats its own tail. Mm-hmm. Eventually, yeah. you run out of people whose style you can steal. Mm-hmm. But um, until then, you will have wiped out all these jobs. And, and maybe more importantly, you will have uh, basically, really, it's, it's kind of paralyzing, uh, demoralizing for people who want to be artists or mm-hmm. people who want to be writers or people who want to be anything. Yeah. Um, uh, this, this idea, a machine is going to do it better than you, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not, that's being pushed into sure. the populace. Uh, so young people today are facing a world in which they at least have the idea that their obsolescence, their obsolescence is imminent. Mm-hmm. And, that may or may not be true. I mean, these machines are getting better and better. That that much I have no doubt of. But there's, you know, it's not as simple as just the machine. Like I say, there's the human response. There's the sales pitch, uh, and from the government, there's the, you know occasionally mandates mm-hmm. like this 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 crazy this wacky new mRNA technology, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit of a sales pitch. It was a little bit of government mandate. Um, so, I love how Colton puts up uh, your vocabulary words. That was great. <laughs> He's like, in case you didn't know what that word means, here you go. But I, I, I really, the, uh, to me, Thanks, Colton. Um, whether these, let's just say that um, the idea of an artificial general intelligence is a valid one. Let's say that uh, the timeline that Elon Musk is going with or, or Shane Legg or uh, Greg Brockman, they all are talking about, and Ben Gertzel, the uh, leopard skin hat guy, they're all talking about 2030. Mm-hmm. Ray Kurzweil, the... Singularity, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the man who really put the singularity on the map, really articulated that notion that the technology is going to rocket past human capability. He predicted twenty thirty as the moment AGI would. And what year emerge. was that that he predicted it? Um, it was part of uh, the singularity is near. Okay, uh, and so at least as far back as the early two thousands, that was that book wow. was published in two thousand five. Um, that's a good question, though, when he first predicted it. But uh, then the singularity would be something that would come out of that. Mm-hmm. Once you had human-level intelligence, and in fact, he, he's already a little bit off because really what he was predicting is whole brain emulation, meaning that you would be able to emulate a human brain in a computer. Now, we're not actually very close to that at all. Uh, the, what, so in a sense, in a sense they're, they're boosting his prediction in a way that's disingenuous. But what is happening, these neural networks, these artificial neural networks, which operate very, very differently than a human brain, mm-hmm. uh, are at least approaching some capabilities sort of like a human brain. Anyway, the mythos is, uh, I think, really, really important. The mythos is that by 2030, you're going to have artificial general intelligence. And once you have that, all bets are off. Because it, you mm-hmm. know, if it's like a human brain, it's going to have its own will, it's going to have its own interests, and it's, you know, many say it's going to deserve its own legal rights. Uh, and wow. then, and, and maybe wow, it'll be thought. one or, you know, if they keep it contained uh, in that secret lab and, you know, uh, held over a, a, a vat of acid in case you need to pull the, the plug. Yeah. Uh, but because of the nature of software, you could replicate, you know, given the, however much space you might have, you could replicate it one time, two times, ten times, a million times, a billion times. That's what they envision. Uh, that it could just mm. endlessly replicate, right? Until maybe there's more artificial general intelligences by 2040 than there are human brains. 
Um, now that's when they take over because of all that, then, um, you know, Kurzweil believes we'll hit the singularity by 2045, all these tech Titans, and they were relatively silent on this forever. Uh, or at least very, very rarely mentioned it. Um, Elon Musk, uh, Shane Legg, Sam Altman, Greg Brockman, all these people, um, are now kind of speaking in terms and deferring to, to Kurzweil's authority on this. So seemingly they believe that the singularity will will occur, and it's just the uh, the confluence of all these different technologies advancing, <clears throat> and um, the the possibilities that are opened up by uh, an artificial intelligence that can you know model robotics very very quickly, even start designing robotics. Same thing with biology. So right? like creating themselves. That would be also a part of it, right? Uh, uh, both creating, uh, but both a machine that could design its own body, so to mm-hmm. speak, or at least in partnership with humans, uh, accelerate the designs, uh, also design, redesign its own software because it would be able to, mm. in theory, find all of these improvements it could make to its own software. And, uh, you know, Nick Bostrom, the Oxford philosopher, uh, founder of the World Transhumanist Movement, uh, calls this an, excel- uh, an intelligence explosion uh, that you would just get this rapid hard takeoff Potentially, mm-hmm. uh, and it could happen within, you know, conceivably 10 to 15 minutes or over the course of a year. But as it was self-improving, it would just it would by its very nature be out of human control. You you, you can't have something that intelligent, according to mm-hmm. this dream, yeah. that a human could control. You could trap it. But even then, uh, if it's that much smarter than you, it'll find a way out, according to the theory. So that's the worldview that's coming out of Silicon Valley. Um, is that why Elon Musk is saying uh, we need to probably slow this down? Yes. Obviously, you. I yes. mean, you're, we're, we're speculating, but. And, and is he really saying slow this down? Sometimes when you hear that, it's it, it's like three people at a race, you're going to yeah. race, and right before the gun goes off, oh, hey, what's that? And then you go, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Is it is it to slow everyone else down so that you have an edge? Or do they really think out of uh, the goodness of humanity, we need mm-hmm. to keep the toothpaste in the tube a little longer um you'd have to ask his uh, closest confidants and something tells me that's why you're here well (laughs) i I would love i would love to get some answers um directly from musk but so far the interview has not been arranged um (laughs) him and steve don't get along our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and i have within ourselves the god-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children, what it once was like in America when men were free. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office. $700 more a month. Than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending. But we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission 
when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets. And now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to $75, if it goes to $100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. Hello, Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or the moon landing, chemtrails, the Nephilim, demons? Those are all things that fascinate me. Decided to use our platform of the Flyover Conservative podcast and create a new show called Conspiracy Conversations. Every Saturday morning, we get together with some of the brightest minds in the world that have spent thousands of hours on a topic, churning through the research, looking at things they've traveled, they've been to the locations, they're looking for the truth because they're as curious as you and I are about what's true. What is really true about our past, where we came from, where we are, and where we're going? We don't bring on guests to iron out their wrinkles and find out the things that we disagree on. No more than I go to the grocery store and and, and try to put everything in the whole store in my cart. I just try to walk out with better ideas than I had when I walked in. If you got something inside you that's like, what about that? I don't even know if I agree, but I would like to hear them out. If you have an open mind and a curious heart, we've got a show for you every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, conspiracyconversations.com. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.